Holly G with the Golf Insiders for today's For Your Game segment. She's back. One of our favorites. LPGA Teaching Hall of Famer, PGA of America member, and Golf Digest Top 50 female instructor, and of course, LPGA member, Kay McMahon. Good morning. Good morning, Holly G. How are you today? I am terrific. And also, I should add to that, founder and innovator of Golf 8.5, your simple steps to a classic swing. You have, to me, one of the best golf instruction programs uh, that is in the market right now, Ms. Kay, and uh, I know you were in the, our backyard just a few weeks ago here at Mission Inn in beautiful Orlando. Well, I have to say, Mission Inn is an absolute great resort in Howie the Hills. Um, we had exceptional service. I did uh, four golf school or three golf schools um, with you, different groups each day. You are a busy and lady, and it was very, very toasty that week. It, it was very toasty. We found a lot of shade, but we, we all managed, and everybody survived, and everybody got better. And they were very, very impressed. One gentleman even said it, it, it uh, exceeded his expectations, so I was very pleased. Uh, one of the things we've talked about is that during the pandemic, you started these weekly Q&A sessions online, and you have continued them. They're every Friday from 9 to 9.30, and I, I welcome my listeners to uh, go to your website and sign up for one of those because they're so informative, and you have some great special guests. Uh, recently, you had Dottie Pepper on, CBS uh, Sports Analyst. And um, Hall of Famer herself, how was uh, how was Dottie? Dottie was probably one of the best interviews that we've done. We had I think about fifty people on, uh, got rave reviews. Uh, Dottie was at home, uh, very relaxed, and uh, we went. Uh, we talked about her new book, uh, Letters uh, to a Future Champion. My time with Mr. Pulver, who was her coach. Uh, found out many things about Dottie. Um, she plays the piano, has other interests. Uh, talked about how her preparation, not only for tournaments, um, but also for broadcasting and uh, her, her search for excellence. But so much of it came from her mentor. And it was kind of interesting to me that Mr. Pulver, who was her teacher, PGA professional, had been retired. He was, when she met him, 81 and she was 15. So wow. there was quite an age difference, I know. It was amazing. She, it, was, uh, it was interesting because she talked also about that it wasn't just about golf lessons, it was about life lessons, and it was a game and how to be prepared and, um, and, and how he kept it simple and just the letters back and forth that were fascinating and very heartwarming. And, and even when she started to describe it as she was doing the book, um, she kind of got choked up talking about Mr. Pulver. It was it was very touching, very very touching. So it was a great Q and A. Uh, a lot of good questions came in. Um, somebody asked what kind of a fa- she likes to drive fast cars, and that was one of the questions. What kind of a fast car do you drive? And uh, she said that I've got a um, beefed up little Cooper because I guess her father or somebody had an auto dealer shop, so she knows how to do cars and change oil and all that things. Yeah, she's, think about. she's a fascinating person. I've had the chance to interview her a couple of times, and uh, 
hope uh, we might get that chance coming up here uh, in the next few weeks. So let's talk about some of the questions that come up in your Q&As because they're questions from all levels of players. You've got some you know, competitive amateurs that are, join these calls. You've got you know, developing players. So let, let's start with uh, something you just touched on. How professionals warm up versus how they practice, Kay. Can you share some insights about that? Well, it was we talk about it a lot, and then even then when we start talking about Dottie, because she's obviously, you know, you know, been broadcasting now for, I don't know, seven, eight years. But what most amateurs don't realize is they, when they go to a golf, major golf tournament, they see the pros warming up and they're hitting balls and they're hitting them far. But there's a big difference between practice and warming up before a tournament. And we touch a lot on this in saying that, you know, retooling a swing or redoing your swing or working on your swing is way different than, than, than warming up. And what many people don't realize about what pros do is that they're not always hitting golf balls as far as they want to. They're really working on their positions. They're working on drills. They're working on something to give them feedback or internal information which is a completely different thing that they do when they warm up before a tournament. So amateurs really, we, we talk about that a lot. Obviously, we have different um, people on all the time. And uh, they're actually starting to get that to realize that when they practice, they really need to do it more in slow motion and really get feedback of what they're doing either right or wrong. So it's not always about um, ball flight. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's more about the swing, what they're doing. You know, that's really something that, that pros do so well, right? They, they look at their mishits and, and take that information and, and, and process it, right? I think as, as amateur golfers, the more we can uh, get out of a shot that we don't hit perfectly uh, helps us, uh, you know, to be better at scoring at the end of the day. Well, you're right about that because I, especially in these Q&As, you know, I used to come up with subjects that I thought I would bring up. Well, I don't have to anymore because they come up with these great subjects and great questions all by themselves. But one of them is they said, well, I hit two shots. One was really, really bad, bad contact. And the other one, you know, I hit well. But what did I do differently? And I said, well, if we videotape your swings, we'd probably see the same almost swing, but you just make you know, the ball contact gives you much different feedback. So kind of going back to your intro of my golf 8.5, what I get feedback a lot about is that my amateurs now can sometimes figure out what happened and what they need to change rather than staying frustrated. So we get into a lot of swing questions regarding that, but that's the biggest difference. You're right, is about figuring out what happened in your miss and not having to do that same mistake again and being frustrated. Now, that's interesting because uh, we're just coming off the U.S. Open, of course, and we watched just a remarkable back nine on Sunday at Torrey Pines. A lot of, uh, a lot of things going on there, but in particular, let's talk about Bryson DeChambeau, who seemed to... Uh, Go off the rails, as a couple of people put it, um, you know, coming down the, the stretch. Now, what Bryson said in the press conference after that he didn't strike it particularly well all week. Saturday was his best ball 
striking day, but he said on the back nine on Sunday, he just didn't hit it very well. He defended the fact that he said, I didn't get off the rails at all. It's golf. People will say I did this or that, and it's just golf. I've had plenty of times where I hit it way worse than today and won. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he was kind of interesting that, I mean, he did get derailed. I don't know if it was a pressure. Um, I think he also made some comments about he had some bad luck or, you know, it's go- when you say it's golf, well, if, if I'm playing well, it still is golf. So, you know, that's kind of a no-nonsense statement. But there are days, and, we, and I get this from my amateurs in the Q&As, that they say, boy, I really hit it well today, but my score wasn't, and he didn't, didn't change. And then there's another day that I felt like I, you know, didn't hit it as well, but I scored better. So there's days that people do have those days because sometimes you make you get a lot of greens and you can't make a putt, and then sometimes you're just scrambling and you get it up and down and your score is better, but you didn't hit it well. So it, obviously it happens with the, the pros, and it obviously happens with the amateurs likewise. So it was interesting, I thought, his comments, but in the Q&As, that was the number one thing people wanted to talk about last Friday was – how did he, what, what did he just melt down? What happened? So well, who knows what knows what was going on in Bryson's head? I think he had gone to 34 holes without a bogey. So it seemed like, you know, he had, uh, speaking of fast cars, come around the bend at the, the Daytona 500 and completely got lost control, you know, uh, the way things went on 13 and 17. And he get unlucky in a few places some bad lies, but, you know, what I what I think, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that also had their opinions about Tory Pines, you know, for a U.S. Open. Who would have thought that after 2008 and Tiger and Roy that we could have had as dramatic and impressive a finish? And I think that's an example of Tory Pines being a great test, and that's the sort of thing you want to see in championship golf. You know, the yes, some of the, the greens were a little bumpy because of the Poana grass. Uh, you know, the Kikuya grass is stuff that'll, you know, grab your hosel and, you know, <laughs> turn it sideways, right, Kay? So, you know, yeah, okay, yes, some bad luck, but... I think this is what tests the best players, and we saw them all rise to the top, but, boy, uh, it was quite a quite a train wreck towards the last uh, few holes there. Well, it really was because they really had to, to kind of fight their way to get the ball in the hole because you're right, the Kukui grass grabs your hazel. We get this, those questions all the time, and, you know, one thing I always talk about, too, and that what you're talking about there is the different lies, the tight lies, the thick, heavy, rough, um, the different types of grass, um, you know, bumpy green. So you have all these different conditions that people have to take into consideration and and then have to know how to hit, much less, you know, because it, and, and then they struggle, especially if they don't have, you know, big, heavy grass or the, the, the thick, rough. But we often talk about that the average amateur golfer talks about looks at the distance and then decides on the club and the professional golfer like you just alluded to looks at the lie and then decides on the club and the shot they want to hit because the lie has almost more importance first of all 
than the distance. So that the distance should be the second thing that people really look at, and but the lie of how the ball's sitting and then knowing how to play that. So um, it, it was kind of interesting because he did have some bad lies, but you get good lies too. So sometimes they're just those breaks. Yeah, that sounded a little like sour grapes to me. But, uh, you know, speaking of pressure, uh, yes, you know, Bryson was, for the first time, uh, had a chance to be a defending championship of a major, and that's not easy. But John Rahm, my new hero in oh. golf, uh, you know, what he did going birdie-birdie uh, on 17 and 18, went out and posted a number, K in a 67 having never won a major after coming off the memorial. Now, that's pressure. And, boy, he, you know, he's, he seems to be a champion right now in controlling his mind. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, the, mind, the, the pressure can become very strong and, you know, not, not having won and coming off the memorial and having the COVID experience. Um, and early on in his career, he was always talked about, you know, how he had a little bit of a temper and he needed to kind of control those emotions better. I think he just proved that he has overcome that mental status very well, I mean, extremely well for everything that he's just gone through. So he it was a part of his game. Sometimes I mean, even for the amateurs, we talk a lot about how to deal with the pressure, the distractions, your mental attitude. It's almost as, as important as really working in your swing. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And, you know, for amateurs, we hear this over and over. You hear the players talk about it. I've got to, you know, it's just staying in the present moment, staying in the present moment. Well, you know, when we've, when we've just put two in the water, K, and we've got our best round of the year going, all right, easier said than done. Come on. You know, what, what are your tips? Well, it's <laughs> stay out of the water. Um, anyway, um, but you're right. It's hard uh, that all of a sudden you put two in the water and you, you want to be upset and you don't want to be upset. Um, but you have to be playing. And I'll go back to when I played in the U.S. Amateur and I was even par through uh, 14 holes and I actually took a 16 on the 15th hole. So to this day I can still tell you every single shot. But then I played the next three holes in even par. So obviously my score was bad, but I had one really bad hole. It's hard to keep it together, so you have to practice that mental attitude as much as anything else. Happens to the best of the best, and we certainly <laughs> saw that. We saw everything that golf uh, takes out of even the best players in the world on Sunday at the U.S. Open, and it, it was a... Uh, it was one for the, the history books, that's for sure. So, Kay, tell my listeners, again, how they can sign up for your Q&As. I can't highly recommend this enough. It's every Friday, 9 to 9.30, and um, it's free. Take advantage of getting a few minutes with Kay McMahon, the best of the best. You're terrific. Well, we talk about it as everything you always wanted to know about golf, but we're afraid to ask. But they can email me at K-A-Y, my name, at Education Golf with the K-A-Y in the middle of that, which is also my website. You can go to that, click on it, uh, just send me a quick email, or um, and, and I will then send you the, the link to be on the Q&As on Friday morning. We have a lot of great discussions, and it goes from everywhere from beginning, new golfers, to very competitive players, and they all learn something. 
I learn something from them every week. So, again, it's Kay at EducationGolf.com. And I, I can't say enough, Kay, you're one of the best online instructors I've ever worked with. Uh, you know, you've done, just done such a great job, you know, pivoting as many people have during the pandemic. But I've had the opportunity to work with some of the best instructors. And if you're struggling with your game, let me tell you how simple Kate can make it and how quickly she can turn your game around. Always appreciate your time. Kay McMahon, thank you so much for spending some time with the Golf Insiders. Thank you, Holly. And as I always say, keep your head up and your scores will come down.